for tuning in and welcome to 100% Hustle, the podcast that shines a light on business hustlers who are willing to give their advice for business wins and lessons learned on the Michigan Business Network. But what happens when your hustle doesn't quite feel the same? In this three-part special series, we are going to focus on menopause in the workplace and address the importance of this time for both employees and employers. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton, and I have a powerful crowd of experts with me today. From the UK, I have Julie Dennis, Director and Lead Trainer for Menopause at Work. From Michigan, USA, I have Julie Holton, Principal Strategist and Owner of M Connections Marketing Agency in Lansing, and Dr. Yulia Maliev, OBGYN at Metro Obstetrics and Gynecology in Commerce Township. This is part one of a three-part series, and we are going to discuss what menopause is and why we are even talking about it on the Michigan Business Network. Dr. Malayev, can you help us define what menopause is? So menopause is the time in a woman's life after she has gone 12 months without bleeding or without having a period. However, the majority of the women that you're going to be talking about are going to be women between the ages of 45 and 55 who are in that perimenopausal transition. They are working on changing from being able to actively become pregnant to that next stage in their lives. And they may have some additional symptoms that are very bothersome to their everyday routines. Julie Dennis from the UK, can you tell us a little bit more of what you're doing in the UK and then why this is such an important topic that we should be discussing on a business network? Absolutely. So for the last five or six years, I have been working with companies of all sizes across all industries within the UK, helping to raise awareness, educate and improve the experience of people working through menopause. Essentially, what we're trying to do is break down the stigma, crash down any taboos and normalize the topic. So actually, if you want to talk about menopause at work, if you're comfortable doing that, if you wish to ask for support, you can do that without it having any impact on your career in the long term. And, you know, when I first started doing this sort of five or six years ago, we were very much looking at it as a as a nice to have well-being initiative, you know, a little hours lunch and learn when people could get together, chat about what's going on with them. And they'd get some benefit from that, address some immediate challenges. But of course, what it didn't do was put any longer term solutions in place. Whereas now in the UK, we're at a place where we recognize that actually menopause or menopause support in the workplace is business critical. And I know that the States is going to catch up really really fast with that thinking too. There was a study that came out from the Mayo Clinic really recently, actually, that said that you've got about five and a half million women in the US between the ages of 45 to 60 who were working full time. And they reckon about 13% of those people have reported some kind of adverse work outcome related to the symptoms, very often around missing work, typically three days a year. And what that equates to, according to the researchers of the Mayo study, is about $1.8 billion in lost productivity annually. Now, if that isn't a good business reason to start paying attention to people in the workplace, I don't know what it is. That's a significant number, $1.8 billion. And it's huge, right? Absolutely. And I was looking at the Labor Bureau of Statistics, and it states that 30% of the US labor force is made up of menopausal age women. That's a Mm -hmm. significant number of women. And if we have folks who are 
uncomfortable or having difficulties being able to concentrate or go to work because of a distraction, whatever that is, today we're talking about menopause, then that has a significant impact on employees and employers, not just here, but globally. And so we need to to talk about this. So Dr. Malayev, how does it manifest? How, how do we even know that we're in this menopause phase of our lives or approaching it? And what should we be looking for? So thanks for asking that. That's a great question. It depends on what you are, what medicines you're taking, what your periods were doing before this transition. Typically, the average age of menopause in the United States is 51. So I would say, you know, plus or minus the 10 year period before that. So even your early 40s until your early 60s, you may be affected by some menopausal symptoms. They could range from things that are mild, like the occasional hot flush, like where you turn a little red, you start to get a little sweaty, and then it passes when you change your sweater. Or it could be as severe as some mood disturbances, sleep disturbances, difficulties with memory and concentrating, difficulties with libido, difficulties with just periods being unpredictable. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. Some people get worse joint pain. Some people come in and they say, my metabolism is wacky. Like I have to eat 1200 calories a day or I'm going to gain weight. What is going on with me? And you're like, "Mm, sorry, that's menopause. Like, let's talk about which of your symptoms are the most bothersome so that we can work on that for you. In the U.S., we're placing a lot of emphasis on DEI initiatives and policies. And since we've already established that over 30% of the workforce is menopause age women, and we're talking about some of the symptoms that affect their, the way in which they perform in the workplace, is this something that is being overlooked in our conversations? I think that there is an opportunity here for employers to really shift gears and bring something new to the table in terms of discussion and start thinking about that through the DEI lens. Are there policies in place? Julie Holton, you are a strong advocate for women in the workplace. What's your take on this? You know, Vicki, I love that you are having this conversation, especially that you're having it on your podcast on the Michigan Business Network, because this is the exact conversation that more women and men need to be having. You know, as I hear Dr. Malayev and I hear Julie Dennis talking about all of these numbers and statistics and the amount of money lost and the amount of women impacted and the men impacted by this, it's almost just staggering that we're not having this conversation in the U.S. You know, I was at a lunch meeting just the other day with a woman who I know very well. She's the executive director of a large organization. And about halfway through lunch, she just, her face starts turning red. She's taken her sweater off. And she finally says to me, I am so sorry, which by the way, she didn't need to apologize, but that's what we're accustomed to doing. She said, I am so sorry. I'm having the worst hot flash right now. It'll be okay in in just a minute. But And then actually the rest of our lunch, we ended up talking about menopause and talking about the symptoms she was having and what work has been like for her. And, you know, here she is, this woman with so much experience. She's done so many incredible things in our state of Michigan, and she is completely understandably distracted by things she can't control, things that are natural, things that are her, you know, the processes that her body is going through that as a part of being a woman and being a menstruating woman who now is going through menopause. And so it just blows my mind that here we're talking about humans who 
are dealing with circumstances, dealing with symptoms that they can't control. And we're having to navigate around the obstacle that is the workplace, <laughs> things that are, you know, what temperature that the office is set at and, and things that would be so simple if we had the awareness to start making some of those changes. So Vicki, back to your question, you know, we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think that with so much attention on that right now in our country, which is important attention, we need to be focusing on the things that make us different and the things that need to be accommodated for. And I think menopause is one of them. I think women's issues in general have long been overlooked. About once a month, I have uh, the distinct thoughts that if men went through what menstruating women or menstruating people go through, then maybe workplace uh, environments would be a little bit different. And I don't say that as a way to bash men, but more as an educational opportunity that the more we learn, the more we know, the better we must do and and act as as a result. And so I think that this absolutely is a topic that should be included when we're talking about inclusion. When we're talking about, uh, you you mentioned men and whether they experience this or not, might be something that in the menopause transition, they do experience it with their partners. And so I had a great conversation with Julie Dennis, who reminded me that when a person is going through menopause and having night sweats and insomnia and tossing and turning, that their partner is also affected. And they too are suffering enforced insomnia, or they are having very disturbed sleep. And they're feeling the effects of that having to get up in the middle of the night and change the sheets because your partner is profusely sweating. And so all of these are not experienced just by the one person that's experienced. It's the people in their closest circles. Julie, Dennis, can you build on that for me, please? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's literally no escape from menopause, you know, whether you're going to experience symptoms yourself or not. At some point, you will be living with, working with or friends with someone who is. So it's really important that we all participate in this conversation, you know, exactly the same way that we invite everybody to participate in the mental health conversation, whatever your mental health, it's increasingly the same with menopause. And here in the UK, what we found is that there's a lot of synergy between mental health education and menopause, especially with regards to the stigma, concerns about the wrong type of language to use, concerns that you'll be perceived as not up to the job or not up to being in a relationship if you're experiencing these things. And actually, that's completely not true. You know, very often what we need is someone to listen to us. And very often what we need is someone to ask, what can we do to help you, whether that's your workplace, the person you're living with, or the friends that you're going out with that day. So, and I think, you know, the other thing we were talking very much about the business case really for menopause in the workplace, and we know the issues there are, or we can be with absenteeism and presenteeism and productivity loss, increased medical visits, et cetera. But I think the really big thing for organizations too is around reputation, because when they are creating an environment of inclusion and belonging, where people can be themselves every day, that's the kind of company that we all want to work for, right? So it's not just about retaining the talent that you've already got in place and increasing diversity at senior levels is about bringing good new talent into the business too. That's fantastic. On the Michigan Business Network to be understanding how to build a better culture for your workplace and how to ensure that you are being inclusive. This is the podcast series that you should be listening to. We are going to continue in part two, talking about symptoms and the impact on performance and how menopause manifests in the workplace. 
But for now, we are out of time, but we're not out of hustle. Thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for tuning in to the 100% Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton on the Michigan Business Network. Yeah.